Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Tuesday, uh, October 10, 2023. Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to Elijah Streams and your, your, the written portion of what we do. ElijahList.com. Be sure to subscribe to that because we send you many of the words that you hear. Uh, not all of them, but many of them that you hear on this program are sent to you in transcript form. Uh, and the way that works out is that the prophet who comes on will often give us the words pre-written out before they come on the show. And then within a day or two after the show, then we send that very same word out that they had given to us just prior to the show. It usually it goes about like that. So uh, let me ask you a couple things. I always forget to do this. Please hit, on, this is on Rebel primarily. Now, if you're on Facebook, you can do the same thing. Hit like. Uh, if you're if it's on if you're you are looking at on Rumble, please hit like and subscribe. If you hit like every time, and all of our people come on and you start hitting like with this program, it changes the um, algorithm and it rushes more more out. I've learned this from a couple of my uh, associates in in doing online podcasts, and it does help really grow this thing much faster. So please always. When it gets going, like and subscribe if you have it. But even if you don't subscribe, hit like because um, we know you do. So we'll take a like from anyone, even if they're from our detractors. I'll ask you to hit like. <laughs> so what else do I want to? Um, I want to report something to you. Um, I found out this morning that uh, the IDF, the Israel Defense um, IDF Defense Force. It was had contacted Kurt Landry, who is a prophetic ministry and associate of ours. We did one uh, Elijah List tour together with Kurt. Kurt Landry ministry. He's out of Oklahoma City. He's Messianic, Jewish, the whole thing. He's the real deal. And uh, they contacted him because he had supplied uh, bulletproof vests for some time in the past, and so they knew he was uh, a faithful and loyal supporter. So they said, could you raise money for bulletproof vests? So I, uh, I, I found out about that and I texted Kurt and I said, we're going to send you $50,000 to, to get bulletproof vests, which is close to 100. Um, so 100 soldiers will be protected if it hits them in these you know, midsections. And then I talked with him and as I was talking to him, I realized the need was so great because they just called up 300,000 reservists and they're desperate for bulletproof vests. So I said, you know what? I'm going to change that to 100,000. We're going to wire you 100,000 uh, for this. And that all goes to them, you know, to get the, what, what he does is he quickly has the manufacturer make them. They, they don't, they, they make them to order so that they don't have this huge uh, inventory. And so as soon as they, they get the money, which they have it by now, they start making those and those. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're making it over there or over here. I'm not clear on that, but um, I do know I heard something about they were going to put some on a jet and fly them over. But that I don't know if that's some from here and some of there. I don't don't know that for sure. Well, anyway, so we did that, which means you did that. Um, you're protecting God's people, the apple of His eye. You know, He calls Israel my firstborn, um, my firstborn son. And so that's who Israel is to God, and he blesses those that bless Israel. We're, tr we're trying to protect the lives of, of some of God's favorite people on earth, if I can put it that way. Certainly his chosen people uh, from the get-go. So, like, And that's why he calls him my firstborn son. So uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. We're going to bring Kurt on on Tuesday morning, a week from now, 
where will, more things will have occurred and he'll give us an on the ground, boots on the ground, so to speak. Not that he's there, but he knows commanders and people and business owners and associates. So he will have an up to the minute report about what's going on in Israel. And I'm afraid we're going to learn that there's been way more hostages taken and children and, and hostages killed. They're already reporting now that 40 babies have been beheaded, and that's apparently a verified story um, on camera. So this is wicked, wicked, wickedness. So we want to protect our soldiers over there, the IDF soldiers. And uh, we appreciate you very much uh, doing it. We're not redirecting funds. We're still doing the funds to the same place we've been doing it. Uh, but we are adding to it this very needful thing. So I wanted to tell you that. And be, with that in mind, let's play you a quick reminder of the wells that you are digging for many of God's people on the other side of the earth. Here we go. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision. Dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. All right, there it was. So, so compelling to see what we're doing. We all, you and us, we're all working together to get those wells dug, uh, what they call boreholes over there. But anyway, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for giving. Uh, you can do it either online and there's the link here or by check. And that's the address there. All right. A quick reminder that Kat Kerr will be with us tomorrow. So we she'll be back in. I'm sure she'll have some fresh perspective on what's going on with Israel. So uh, do, do not miss that tomorrow. These are really important days. So if you don't, if you only watch sometimes, you probably be wanting to watch every time, every time we're on because we're trying to get the most significant up-to-date information to you that you need for what's going on in the earth. All right. So with that in mind, we're going to bring in Yvonne Atia. So here we go with Yvonne. Good morning, Yvonne. So you got out of Egypt just in time. You are Egyptian, right? By blood? Yes. Egyptian by blood. But we, we got on the plane, Steve, and an hour later, the war was announced. So it's like, God, you just know the right time for me to be on that plane. <laughs> That's amazing. You were there for about two weeks. Is that right? Yeah. And so you missed it by by an hour. I mean, they couldn't grab they probably, I know they grounded some flights. I don't know if they're all grounded, but I know that, that some got grounded. Did yeah. your parents make it out too as well? They still, they leave, they hopefully they leave tomorrow, but we still don't know how Egypt is going to respond to everything. It could be that Egypt will shut down its airports. So we don't know. What we heard recently is that the people of Egypt love the current government. And when I say the people of Egypt, I mean the Christians of Egypt. Okay. So, there was um, so Egypt is very patriotic. It's very much like when we were together in Israel and even the US. Very different to Australia, but wherever you go, there's always the Egyptian flag and the picture of the prime minister. But just talking to people, it was crazy because the Muslims don't like him, but the Christians love him. He's the first prime minister ever 
to go to the church and celebrate Christmas and Easter. Really? Is he himself a Christian or do you know? No, he's not. He's, uh, yeah, a Sisi. No, Muhammad Fateh is Sisi. No, he's, he's Muslim. But he was the one when um, Morsi was overthrown, the radical Muslim terrorist. Yeah. Right? Um, and the people of Egypt are thankful until today because the reign of this terrorist guy was only, I think, about a year. And then he was overtaken by uh, Morsi, but the Christians love him and they just feel that he's giving them a fair chance and that he's being good to them. So we don't know how Egypt is going to respond to everything that's happening, but I'm just so grateful to be out of that region at this time. Yeah, I know people people will be a little confused maybe for a moment because they'll say, well, I thought she lived in Australia and has immigrated here. So it's like first you immigrate, first you left Egypt, what, 30 some years ago? I was 10 years old, Stephen. What you're hearing right now in Israel with all the beheading, I lived that. I saw that. You know, I heard that. Like, And so for me to be back was a healing journey because there was a time when I made a vow and I broke that vow that I would never step into Egypt again. But when you realize that the war is not against flesh and blood, you yeah. realize that, you know, there's a Bible promise for Egypt. And Jesus visited Egypt, so I need to claim that back. So I was born in Egypt, um, but then, you know, terrorists came into Egypt and I watched my uncle get murdered and we escaped that night. Like, you know, those terrorists came for my father and for my grandfather wanting to behead them. But our next door neighbor, who was a moderate Muslim, he actually helped us escape from the back door. And so that night, which was a night I would never forget, my father and grandfather, they had to wear the Islamic gowns just for us to escape out of the street. And then we never entered our house for six months. We were hiding because literally, if you were a male, you would have to be beheaded. If you were a woman, then you would be raped because that's just how Islam is. So um, I miraculously escaped, and then my father decided that Egypt is not safe. So we migrated to Australia, and that's when I met the Lord, I got filled in the Spirit, I got married to Mina, and my life took on. But then four years ago, the Lord clearly said to my husband and I that the United States would be home. So we then made that we took a step of faith, which we are so thankful for. And so right now we are in Miami, Florida. <laughs> nice. That's nice. I want to ask you a quick question on what you just said. You said that's how uh, Islam is. Now, so my question to you is if the if the men get beheaded and the women get raped, that's you said that's how Islam is. That that's how radical Islam is or that's how Islam is? I, that's a good question, Steve. And I really want to clarify that. That is Islam. We're not. There's nothing called radical Islam and moderate Islam. Really. The, mom, the moment you practice Islam, the moment you obey what the Quran says, you have over 200 verses in the Quran which actually states that when you meet two people groups, you need to get rid of them. Number one, Jews. Number two, non-Muslims. It's clear. It's stated. And so when they tell you it's the religion of peace, I don't understand it. And so 
it's the way it is. And I really want people to grab a hold of this. If there are beautiful Muslim people, but they are not practicing. So they are born Muslim. And I remember Steve, when the Lord healed my heart, he said this clearly to me and made a distinction. He said this, Yvonne, Islam is demonic, but Muslims are victims. You are to love them and to serve them so that they know the truth. And that's been our ministry for so many years. Even when we went to Egypt, I met many who came up to me and said to me, I used to be Muslim, but, I, but Jesus either appeared to me or healed me somehow. There was a manifestation. Oh. They became you know, Christians. Many uh, people in Egypt, they say about 3 million per year, but no one knows the exact statistics that are leaving Islam, not becoming Christians. They're just leaving Islam because they're realizing that this cannot be right. And I'm sure there are Palestinians that are leaving Islam, but they are undercover because, and, and when you understand it this way, Steve, you know that the war is not against the country. The war is actually way bigger than that. It's a spiritual war. We are not fighting humans. We are fighting principalities. We are fighting the demonic spirit of Islam, which comes to kill and steal and destroy. And, you know, on this, can I ask you on that? Because that's a tricky thing. I mean, I hear you because the Bible is clear. Our fight is not against it's not against flesh and blood. And yet there's this, we are fighting, or Israel is fighting right now against wicked people. So in that sense, at least in the secular arena as governments against terrorists, they are absolutely fighting against flesh and blood. But you're saying while that's going on, and it needs to, I think you're saying our fight as believers is not exactly. against flesh and blood. You know, Steve, we've got to see the spirit behind the person. Yeah. But I see the spirit. It is the spirit. See, these people, you got to understand this, that since a young age, terrorists, you're talking about young boys, they are trained from a young age to become terrorists and to kill and to be hit. And the reason why they do what they do is because in their mind, they love God. In their mind, they are thinking that they are, you know, taking, you know, standing for God. This is what they're thinking. And, you know, I actually love it when I hear the testimony of radical Muslims coming to Jesus because their testimony is always radical. They will always come and tell you, that's what I used to believe. I wanted to get rid of all the Jews. I wanted to get rid of all the Christians. But now I'm one of them. And they, they weep. They are so broken because they were brainwashed since a young age. They were wow. so brainwashed to believe that this is God. And see, we got to now think about our countries because what are we doing now? We don't understand that. So we're like opening up the borders to everyone under the title of let's be equal. Let's be multicultural. Yeah, but who are we letting in? You know, yeah. letting in those who are, yes, they are victims, but they are brainwashed. And so yeah. the fight has to be on the ground. But all I'm saying is that it's got to have to be in the spirit as well. We can't just fight in the natural. We've got to fight in the, because I believe that the spiritual world dictates what happens on the earth. So we take authority in the spiritual dimension 
and we get to see the heart of God. And that is when we understand that we're coming against those demonic evil entities. And you know what, Steve? They didn't change. Years ago, Palestine, you think about the Bible. What is new under the sun? Think about David and Goliath. Think about what happened then. Think about Esther, the book of Esther, when, you know, her uncle said to her that Haman went out to destroy all the Jews. And so you were born for such a time as that. And it's when she took authority, when she stood in her right place, this is when victory came. Think about Dagon when they, you know, they brought the Ark of the Covenant in front of, you know, the God of the Philistine, Dagon. They wake up in the morning. He was on his head with his arms and legs broken off. So the gods have come back. They just came back under a different color called Islam. But all through history, I'm talking about since the beginning of creation, there was always a fight against God's people. There's always been a fight against Israel. And so the fight is being spiritual as well, not just in the physical. So the fighting has to be on the two fronts. And we need to understand that wherever. And Steve, this is a call to so many different countries. Because once you open a door to Islam, remember, I think I said that on the show. They believe that building a mosque on any soil is a claim of the land to give them access to the land. So this is a wake-up call. This is a call for us to repent. This is the call to claim back the, the land and to open up our eyes. There's nothing called moderate Islam. Islam is Islam. There is a command to kill the Jews and the Christians. And on the moderate one who left Islam, do they, let's say they, they leave Islam, they don't, they don't like what it is. But do some of those, even though they're not practicing, do they still hold those views that raping women and cutting off men's heads is still applicable? They just don't want to do it themselves? Or or, well, or do they leave that whole thing behind? Okay, so the, the actual Koran's in Arabic. When yeah. you come to most Muslim nations like Malaysia, Pakistan, they don't speak Arabic to start with. Okay. So, and they, there's a belief in Islam that you should never translate the Quran. It, the original has to always be in Arabic. So a lot of Muslim nations actually have never read the Quran. Therefore, they don't understand it. Then when it was introduced to Western countries, they moderated it. In other words, they removed the jihad verses. Jihad means holy war. In other words, this is a war for God. And when they kill a Jew or a Christian, so we are equally attacked, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so then this, there's a celebration because why do you think there's suicide bombers? Why? Because Islam promises them. This is funny. Get ready to laugh. You probably heard it before. 70 virgins, every person in heaven. Like, it's like, come on, is God running a brothel up in heaven? But that's the belief. That is actually why they kill themselves. So these people are brainwashed since a young age. They grow up to believe that and they give their life up for that belief that they want to please God and they want to become a martyr. If you speak to a Palestinian woman who just had her two children killed, she is rejoicing. Do you think she's sad? She's rejoicing. She's rejoicing. 
of course, I have two martyrs. And you know what I once heard a Palestinian woman say? That is why we have children. We have children so they can be murdered for holy war. Man, that's do like... See, do you see that perspective? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. It's so wicked. And they and so like, the, you know, the, we were talking about it, that they beheaded 40 babies that, that they reported, uh, 40 babies. And while they're doing this, they are convinced that the one that they call Allah, the one that they call God, is loving this. And it can't wait to reward them for doing that. Probably the more they kill, the greater their rewards. I don't know. Do they get greater rewards? hundred percent. And and you know what, Steve? You remember in the Old Testament, um, Moloch. Moloch is a God who loves the sacrifice of children. Nothing has changed. Nothing. The gods have come back, but they look different. And we are becoming more how can I say, rather than going full blast for the Lord and praying and really repenting because we've we've been compromising a lot. No, we're just like, you know, we're all good. This is, you know, everyone's welcome in our soil. Everyone can share our land. And it's like, this is a wake up call to so many people. But yes, there's rewards. There's rewards. Yeah, and- and, and you're saying they you say we're we're feeling good about themselves. We're sharing our land. They're not sharing it. That when they come in, they have no intentions of sharing it. They have the intentions of taking it, right? Exactly. exactly. They have no understanding of sharing. And I remember Stephen. I'll get into that in a, later. But one of the words God gave me in October before this even began, it was occupy until I come. It was like, and the Lord was like, you need to go back to the parables. You need to go back to what I taught you about the kingdom because my people were not occupying. And when the war broke out, I went back to the Lord and he said, Yvonne, when you don't occupy, they will occupy. You know, they don't stand there just watching us. No, they have an evil plan. And when most of God's people, I would say this, see, falling asleep they are i mean they did this last i think it was shabbat just after yom kippur yeah they would take the nation by surprise when everyone is busy celebrating doing whatever they're doing bang and that's not the first time that this happened and it's exactly what jesus said watch out for your enemy is not a lion but like a lion who prowls to try and to get you so we need to understand that this is crazy. And I'll tell you something, Steve. I wasn't planning to start with this. But well, and let me just say this real quick. Let's, yeah, I'm going to keep going with your flow. Let's do the part where we talked about your trip. We'll do that part on the end. Yeah. Because you've got, you got a flow going here. So just I'm going to just go sure. for it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say this, Steve, because this okay. morning I was, in the Lord, I, I was in the Lord's presence. And he reminds me of a prophetic word that he had given to me on September 11, just this last September 11. And I sat in the Lord's presence and I was writing this word, but the word came out in a, in a funny way. So early in the morning, before I go to pray, I love Turkish coffee, okay? It's a strong shot of coffee that just makes you gonna buzz. So at about seven in the morning, I'm standing in the kitchen and I'm just cooking my, you know, little Turkish coffee. And out of nowhere, a voice begins to speak to me. 
And I love it when this happens because it's not planned. You know, it's almost like, can I tell you something now? And he began to say one sentence. He said, blown out of proportion. Mm. That was the word, blown out of proportion. And it grabbed my attention because it's like, what is going to be blown out of proportion? I don't understand that, Lord. But I immediately, you know, pulled off the coffee, grabbed my phone and started typing, blown out of proportion. And the Lord begins to say this to me, Steve, in the kitchen. It started off as a personal message, then it ended up being a national message. He says this, as the evil which was done to you was blown out of proportion, so will my goodness and so will my favor. And I was like, amen, I received that. And then he says this, this is September 11th. He said, so you will start to see this. And I released that the next day on the YouTube channel. You're about to see evil being blown way out of proportion in the open, and it will be on display. But do not worry, for my favor and my grace towards my people will also be blown out of proportion. Wow. And wow. I was like, I, I had no idea what was coming. I did not see this war coming. But this morning in prayer, the Lord said to me, go back to what I gave to you on September 11. And I said, Lord, why September 11? He said to me, because that's their September 11 now. That's what they're facing right now. That's you what know, Israel, Israel's now had their September 11. What just happened to them, you're saying? I just, yes. And so this is evil being blown way out of proportion for absolutely no reason. No one saw this was coming. There is no reason why this should happen. But you see, um, Steve, when evil begins to work its way, it doesn't just stop, you know, by taking a small part. It continues to be blown to overwhelm us so that this is the time that we freak out. And then the Lord begins to remind me of Zechariah 2.8. I want to read that. It says this, for he who touches Israel pokes his finger in the eyes of God. He mm. says, this means that the enemy is so stupid because to poke your finger in the eyes of God, I don't think that they understand what's about to happen. I don't think that they realize that it's going to be God himself fighting for his country. Then I want to read this Psalm 121 verses 3 to 4. He will not stumble. The, indeed, he who watches over Israel, he never slumbers nor sleeps. So I just want to encourage everyone that while you watch this and while it can be confusing and while we can have a lot of questions, God is God this. The battle belongs to the Lord. And let me tell you something. Sometimes you ask, but who does even the land, you know, who, 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 who is the land belongs to? Joel 1.6, it says this, a vast army of locusts invaded my land so this war belongs to the lord and our part is to pray our part is to decree prophetic declarations of victory that god himself 
will continue to do this. And so when I was in prayer, God began to remind me of David, young David, who was facing a giant and he was distressed. He was like, you know, he came in actual fact, people were distressed. David himself was the one who walked towards Goliath. And it was David himself who said this to him. He decreed prophetic declarations even before he attacks him. He said to him, this day, God is going to give you into my hands. This day, I am going to give your body to the birds of the air. It is going to happen this day. And what did God do for David? He won the war this day. So many of God's people, we need to speak biblically. And we need to begin to prophetically release those declarations, knowing that God is for us and that nothing has changed under the sun. Israel has always been under war. And every time God comes through and God comes through in a huge way. So let me begin to share with you as we are in the month of October, because this word and this teaching we taught even before anything was happening. But I want to encourage you with this, that the number 10 in Hebrew, every number has a meaning. And the number 10 means yad. In Arabic, it means like hand. And what is, what is that number? It's, it's, it means this, that the 10 fingers, it symbolizes the 10 fingers of the Most High. This is the month that we are in right now. And it has a deeper meaning. It means that the hand of God will be made manifest and will be forever present. So I really want to highlight that. But even more than that, so this is happening in October. And there's no mistakes. The number 10 has with God's government rule over the earth. Remember what God did with Pharaoh? Remember when Pharaoh oppressed God's people and went out killing babies, went out telling the midwives, whenever you see a baby boy, just kill them. Same thing again. What happened then is that God eventually released the 10 plagues of Egypt. And sometimes we forget, do we think that God's people in Egypt were able to rescue themselves? No way. There's no way. They were in the hand of Pharaoh. But God was the one who came through with those plagues, executing judgment over the hand of Pharaoh. So what I was saying, Steve, is that we need to play a part. We release prophetic declarations that this battle belongs to the Lord, that this land belongs to the Lord. And this is when we get to see the hand of God. Um, work. And then I began to hear the Lord say this this morning, and it was beautiful. He said to me, Yvonne, you're watching prophecies of all get fulfilled in front of your own eyes. I'm going to wow. give you two prophecies. This is not Yvonne prophesying. This is Zephaniah, prophet Zephaniah, chapter two, verses four. Let me tell you what he said. He said, for Gaza shall be deserted. And Ashkelon shall be a desolation. 
Ashdod's people shall be driven out at noon, and Ekron shall be uprooted. These are the five villages of Palestine. So Zephaniah had prophesied that this is going to happen. So while now it looks like a mess, it looks like they could be winning, the truth is those prophecies are about to be fulfilled because those people poked God in the eye when they... Wow. So you're saying those ancient scriptures about those five villages or towns of what they call Palestine. Yes. Or land of, I don't know, is that also Canaan? I don't know. But anyway, they're about to be fulfilled before our very eyes. Uh, pull out your Bible and read it because that, yeah, that's, did they have different curses on each of those names of those towns? Yes. Five different curses, Steve. And there was a prophecy that this part will be totally destroyed. And we haven't still seen that yet. And so could it be that what we're seeing now is about to be, is, is a fulfillment of wow. those old texts? You know, Revelation 10, and I highlight the number 10 a lot. It says this, that for God's mysterious plans will be fulfilled. So could it be that God's mysterious plans are being unfolded before our own eyes? Amazing. Amazing. Let me read another scripture to you. Amos 1 verse 7. So I will send a fire upon the walls of Gaza, and it shall devour her strongholds. Wow. I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod and him who holds the scepter of Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron and the remnant of the Philistine shall perish, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Wow. That's amazing. I had, I had no concept that we are about to see, or that we are seeing it, you know, and uh, several, not only Kim, did Kim call, um, Kim Clement called, uh, um, what's his name, the head of Israel right now, Netanyahu, Kim yeah. called him a prophet. Uh, um, <laughs> Robin Bullock just called Netanyahu a prophet. And so the prophet is in charge of this operation. I mean, yep. he's, got, he's got generals under him, but he's, he's yeah. That's and gonna be fascinating. Yeah. He's declared he's declared war. He's yeah. not he's not joking. This is not a joke. And where based and, and you know, Steve, when I saw those prophecies, I went back to the Bible and I pulled out all the prophecies about the destruction of Gaza, and I was shocked. And I won't have all the time to read them on the show, but I encourage our beautiful viewers, if you are feeling the hurt that we are all feeling and the yeah. Of, of children being beheaded and you really don't know what's going on. The best way, I know that Prophet Robin, he, last night he spoke about releasing prophetic declarations. You need to get the prophetic on the inside of you so you can release it. If the prophetic is not on the inside of you, you won't release it. So you need to go back to scripture, pull out those promises and begin to say, Lord, I stand in agreement with what Prophet Zephaniah has 
agree, I has prophesied, I stand in agreement with what Amos has prophesied. And I am believing right now that even as I am saying this, something is happening in the spiritual dimension. See, sometimes, Steve, we so underestimate ourselves. Yeah. To the devil, we sit there feeling helpless. It's like, okay, so, you know, this is what I'm saying. By fighting a spiritual war, you could be in your closet and you would be fighting major and major army in your closet. Why? Because you do this in the spiritual dimension. God sends hosts of angels who will go out and who will fight his war and you won't even know who's fighting. You're probably thinking these are soldiers. No, these are heavenly hosts sent by heaven because you prayed, because you believed. So it's not the time, Steve, to, to go back. It's the time to laugh because God's not in a panic. He's upset. He's sad because of the blood of innocent children. But at the same time, his hand has not lost its power. It never has and it never will. And the thing is, being born in Egypt, you always heard about Israel being under attack. This has to be one of the worst attacks, sudden attacks. But every time you read the Bible, you know that when Goliath, I was just sharing that when you're off, um, that when Goliath came to attack David, David prophesied before he killed him. He said to him, today, God is going to give you into my hands. Today, I'm going to give your body to the birds of the air. He did this before he even kills him. And you would think, David, like, don't do that. Wait until you win. And then after you win, then you release your prophetic declarations. No, he understood that the prophetic doesn't change the future. It changes the present. It changes right now. So as we are hearing this right now, begin to prophesy peace over Jerusalem. Begin to prophesy that God would send out the hosts of heaven to go and fight for his land and for his nation. And begin to come into agreement with the prophecies of old that are yet to be fulfilled in front of our own eyes. So good. So good. So good. Wow. Well, good. Now, did we get, now I had the bullet, did you get all your bullet points in that you had? So, yeah. So I was just speaking about Steve. Um, I'll speak quick a little bit about October and then we okay. can get into Egypt. Okay. So I was just speaking that before this war broke out, beginning of October, I was looking at what it meant. And it has to do, the number 10 has to do with God's government rule. And this is when we get to see the 10 plagues in Egypt. This is when we get to see the 10 commandments being released. And this is where we get to see that in Genesis 1, 10 times, God said, let there be something. 10 times. Really? So, yeah, in Genesis 1 alone. So, you know, go back to Genesis 1, guys, and just highlight the 10. And it begins by saying that, you know, the earth was messed up and void. And this is like what we see in our world right now. Around this region and in different parts of the world, there is a mess. And sometimes it's like, Lord, where do we even start from? But the Lord has said this, when God said, let there be light, there was light. 
So when we say, God, let there be peace, there will be peace. Let there be judgment on your enemies, there will be judgment. We decree victory, victory is declared. We begin to fight with our words. This is the tool that God gave us. Why? Because that's the tool God used. Ten times, Steve, in Genesis 1, God said. And at the end, God looked at his creation. And the Bible says he was pleased with everything that he had created out of nothing. So we need to be co-creators with Christ through our work. We are here on the earth to represent him. We're not to sit there condemning God, telling God, where are you? Why are you allowing evil to happen? We are there to take authority in the dimension of the spirit. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And take dominion. Like he said to Adam, take dominion over this part of the land that I had given to you. So we do this by our words and by our faith. And so the number 10 represent is actually the number of the kingdom, the first mention. Um, and it's crazy that today is, is, is um, 10. So it's 10, 10 today, <laughs> two tens, two confirmations. Amazing. I was thinking about that earlier today. So that's a confirmation right there. So <laughs> That's a confirmation. It is the number of the kingdom, guys. The first mention of the kingdom, the word kingdom is in Genesis 10, 10. Mm. Um, and so even in the book of Matthew, we have 10 kingdom parables and then, and Jesus says, I am in the gospel of John 10 times. Mm. Why am I saying all of this? Because as you see mess, as you see destruction, step back and begin to say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. And as you release that be sure that the kingdom, the rule of heaven, the justice of heaven is coming here on God's precious piece of land, the apple of his eye. So something is happening when you prophesy and when you speak. Good, very good. And so, Steve, God began to highlight Luke 19 because it's to do with the ten, um, the, the ten talents. So I wanted to quickly highlight that to encourage God's people. How do you use your authority? What do you do? Like you're hearing this, Yvonne, I'm sitting here hearing the news, getting really discouraged. What do I do? I want you to read this beautiful parable. But Jesus talks about a nobleman who went into a faraway country to become king and to return. He called 10 people and gave them each 10 talents. So the 10 talents were a gracious gift from a gracious master. But he gave them a command, Steve. He said to them, engage in trade until I come. In other words, invest what you have. That's exactly what you did this morning with Kurt Laundie. That's just the practical application of this. How do you do it? You use the gifts that God has given to you so that you can trade. And that is the way that we occupy. Verses 2 says this, Steve. But his citizens hated him 
In other words, this king that went to become king had enemies. And a lot of the time, we keep our eyes on the king, but we do not focus on the enemy. And the enemy said this, we do not want this man to reign over us. So we are entering into a time of political instability because the king we're waiting for still hasn't come. So during this tension between knowing that the king has not yet come and between understanding that we have an enemy, what are we going to do? Most people will stay on the sideline and they will do nothing. Mm. Most people. But this people, our viewers, you're the remnant and you're not going to do nothing. You are going to trade during a time where the king has not yet returned, during a time of financial instability, you are gonna use, you're going to use your gifts, you're going to use your tongue, you're going to begin to tell someone else even about Jesus. Who knows? Maybe you're speaking to a terrorist. Maybe you're speaking to someone who's going to become a terrorist one day if it wasn't for you sharing the gospel with him. But, you know, Steve, it says later on that the king did receive kingly power and he did come back. And when he came back, he wanted to find out how faithful they were. He did not tell them, show me the money. He wanted to see how they were loyal to him during his absence. Anyone in their right mind will hide their talent and do nothing. Anyone. Because once you are known as a friend of the absent king, you will be persecuted. But the test is, during this time right now, as we are waiting, will you go out and will you trade for the king of heaven and earth? Would you speak the truth regardless of persecution? Would you share the gospel? Would you release your prophetic words, although you know you can get in trouble for them? And he says, show me the books, open the books. And you get to see the first one. He said, master, you gave me 10. I earned 10 more. He said, well done, you good and faithful servant. Next one comes, he brings five. Well done. The last one hides his talent and does nothing. And the Lord began to tell me this, Steve, and it's scary. Many of God's people are only doing underground operation. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. I laughed because many are sitting on the sideline. They're just watching the war. They're just watching who wins the next election. They're just, they're not there saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to trade. I'm going to believe. I'm going to do something to change the, the present by what I believe in. And so God calls him, Jesus called him, you evil servant. Although he's not evil, he just hid what he had. He did nothing. But if you do nothing, he was called evil. And then you get to see the wealth transfer come right here and there. He says, take what, be, what is from his and give it to the one who has 10. And they said to him, but that's unfair. He's, he's already got 10. Why give him more? And Jesus said this because he who uses well what they have, more will be given. But he who does not use what they have, the little that they have will be taken away from them. Amazing. 
So mm. I am believing, Steve, that during this time of instability, during this time of, how can I say, suspense, you know, we're waiting for the next election, we're believing, we've prophesied, we've prayed, but we're still in that suspension. Will we begin to continue to believe? Will we begin to continue to do the right thing? Or will we hide our talents and pretend that we're sitting on the sideline? We really don't have anything to do with anything. How are we as God's people going to trade in this time? And the beautiful thing is, Steve, Jesus said he gave him authority over 10 cities. In other words, the reward wasn't in the area just in finances. It was increased authority. And I prophesy right now, Steve. And I believe that many will be watching this. And because they are faithful, God is giving them doors in the government. There will be doors, governmental doors. And that wow. was where governmental doors will be released to many of God's people. Because he saw your faithfulness in a little. He saw what you have done. And God is giving his people authority over regions, over states, over territories. And if you are hearing this, I want you to grab a hold of this. If you're in, in the government, in any shape or form, begin to prophesy this over yourself. Because this was the promise God gave to us in October. Governmental doors will be open to the remnant in the most supernatural way to prepare the way for the coming of the king. So good, so good. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there thinking about what does it look like to uh, to the believer to bury the one talent God gave <laughs> because you, and you, you were kind of describing it differently. There are, there are so many ways. I know lots of them just want to get away, get off the grid where it's safe, nobody can get at you. Uh, and you'll be safe until the rapture. That's kind of like burying deep, yes. deep, six feet under deep. I mean, and, uh, and other people will spend their time proving doctrinal points in scripture. Well, this is true. No, this is true. No, this is when he's coming. No, this is when he's coming. And their whole life is wrapped up in that. But that's kind of like, where did that, that's like, that's like, it's almost useless activity in, in the sense of kingdom. Right. 100%. You know, Steve, when I was in Egypt, I preached a message which made everyone laugh. And I, I, I titled it is, it was the believing unbelievers. So the people who say, hey, I'm a believer. Okay, what are you believing in? Do you heal the sick? No. Do you cast that demons? No. Do you preach the gospel? No. So what are you actually believing in? You know, they're believing that they are going to go to heaven and that their sins have been forgiven. That's what they're actually believing for. But, but that's not the whole deal. That's not what we're called to do. We are called to, be, to, to host the presence of God and to change the world around us, to take authority and dominion and to bring the kingdom of God here on earth, heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse lepers, and, and raise the dead. That's what we're called to do. So I said to them, I want to present you the unbelieving believers. And they just cracked up laughing. And someone said to me, and then Yvonne, that's most of us. That's pretty much, you know, most of the meeting. So I'm not condemning anyone because yeah. Steve, there was a day that I used to be the unbelieving believer. Yeah. But I love the Holy Spirit. I love the, the Holy Spirit empowers us to step out to speak in authority, 
to take control, to bring the victory of God, to enforce the heaven, you know, heaven's rule over the earth. And so what struck me is this person who hit the talent, he didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't want to lose it. He was called evil. It's like that's a big word to be calling somebody. Yeah, like both worthless and lazy or something. Yes. That's that's a that's an intense accusation. I don't want to be that guy, you know that that guy calls lazy and worthless. I think I, I you know. You yep, know. yep, absolutely. And and he said to him, "I know you're a harsh master, and I know that you take what does not belong to you." So he pretty much had a distorted view of God, that God is unjust. And so many believers have the same view of God. And they will say, well, God allowed what happened, you know, in Israel. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's not the heart of God. You know, Jesus revealed the heart of God. That's not the heart of God. That is evil because we live in an evil world. We are to stand against it. And we are to take authority over mm. it and enforce. We are the government of God here on the earth. We are that government. So we have no time now, Steve, with what's happening in Israel to sit there and hide our talents. We, we have no time. We are to repent. We are to come and say, Lord, you know, empower me, equip me, give me the boldness to speak out to you. Who knows who you're going to be preaching next? Who you? Who knows? Maybe, as I just said, that person you're going to speak to, maybe he was going to be the next terrorist. And now he might be the next Billy Graham. Who knows? Wow. You know, but that's how you got to see people. And if we do not do what we're called to do and we play the fair and compromise game, we are in danger. Because even here in the United States, Steve, we are vulnerable. There are many terrorists. In different states we were having dinner me and mina two weeks ago and there was an arabic um it was an a, um, a middle eastern grocer we went in to buy and get some middle eastern stuff and guess what i saw this is just 20 minutes away from here they were handing out free korans to those for people to hand them in the streets this is happening here guys in the in the us in the open so are you gonna sit there on the sideline Or are you going to come and say, Lord, I repent. This message is for me today. And I am going to go out and do all I can. I will preach the gospel. I will heal the sick. I will use the authority. I will cast out demons because that's what you empowered me to do. The the infilling of the Holy Spirit is not a title. It's not for me to come and say, hey, I'm filled in the Holy Spirit. And the title is not, hey, I'm a prophet. I'm an apostle. I'm this. Are you doing the work of the kingdom? So and good. as hard as it sounds, Steve, but we need to hear those hard messages sometimes. Yeah, and I think that you well pointed that out, that the one, that from our perspective, the one that he gave a railing rebuke, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't, he didn't waste in the sense of he didn't lose any money, but, uh, you know, and even I, I'm, I'm struck by that because they said, I knew you were a hard taskmaster in and I think his response was, if you knew I was hard tasking master, why didn't you get yes. to work? You know, <laughs> that was his perspective. Steve, uh, you know the parable very well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like today, you had a choice. You were like, 
you know, the Holy Spirit would have prompted you, Steve, why don't you donate 50,000, you know, for the vest? And you could have easily skipped that, like easily. It could have just went past and then you got busy doing something else. But how did you use what you have? You acted upon it. You did yeah. something. Then you were sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You spoke to the guy and you felt, no, there's a need. I'm going to up that. You've just traded those talents. And what does Jesus say? Well done, you good and faithful servants. Mm, I'm yes. speaking to people here. And, you know, and I'm not just only speaking in the area of finances. I always tell people, if you want to get, you know, if you want to get healed, go and pray for someone else who's sick. So whichever area God gave you gifts, begin right now to use those gifts. Begin to decree and declare victory, life and not death over Israel, over the situation that's happening right now. And let's begin to actively, you know, the word Steve, occupy. And I tell you something hilarious before we read the prophetic word and we speak about yeah. Egypt. But you know what the Lord said to me this morning, and I had to laugh. He said this to me, I'm pulling out my jackhammer. <laughs> I am not a handy person. I don't use tools. I don't know what a jackhammer looks like. So I went online and I said, what is a jackhammer? jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you use a jackhammer? And you know what the answer was? <laughs> Demolition. So Demolition. you're about to see, you know, that the enemies of God, they're about to get destroyed by the divine jackhammer. This is not a joke because God himself will fight for his own land. So we just need to be co-workers with God. That's all what we need to do. But God is God. I love it. I love it. It's jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> There's some pretty comical videos of men using jackhammers too. This is it's a very disruptive tool. Yeah, but you don't, you don't want to be on And that. it was very loud. I was watching videos because I honestly did not know. But I, I jackhammer, when was the last time that I even saw or heard of a jackhammer? Yeah. <laughs> but I love those words because these are not words I would use. And yeah. so I know when I use them, Steve, or, or when they come to me, that this is the Holy Spirit yeah. speaking life into a dark situation right now. Really good, really, really, really good. So, all right, which uh, now you got a prophetic word? I didn't know if it was one here or one. You got a fresh one today? Is that from just today? I'm gonna read a fresh one today, um, and then we pray, and then we can show them what we did in Egypt. Okay, so this is what this is what I heard in prayer today, Steve. I heard yeah. this: the enemy lifted his fist against me and my special possession. Like Goliath, who attempted, attempted to defy the armies of Israel, telling David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds. Prophesy my people like David, who said to this uncircumcised Philistine, you come to me with a sword, a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. This day, I will deliver you and your body to the birds of the air. My people, do not fear and do not be discouraged. For the battle is the Lord. Mm. And my arm has not lost its power. Like I have done in Egypt, I will do it again. 
you are seeing the prophecies of old get fulfilled before your very eyes as I, as I have spoken them to my prophets of old that Gaza shall be deserted and Ashkelon shall be driven, the people of Ashkelon shall be driven out and Ekron will be uprooted, so it will be. Nothing is new under the sun. This is the time to release my presence, release my glory as Dagon fell face down with both his hands and arms broken before my Ark of the Covenant. Israel is my covenant people. Mm. And Dagon will fall again on his face with his arm and legs cut off. Watch me do it again at this time. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. But this is going to be happening on a grand scale. Watch me release the plagues of Egypt again. Watch me bring out my jackhammer for mm. utter destruction. The blood of the innocent cries out to me releasing curses of destruction over the enemy's territory. It is, its blood is crying like that of Abel. But do not fear. Declare victory. Declare deliverance. Declare that the battle has already been won. The enemy will soon release, realize that they have done a big mistake. For I, the God of Israel, do not sleep and do not slumber. Watch me move with power and watch my mysterious plans unfold in this coming few months. Thank you. Good word. Very, very powerful. Very powerful. You want, Okay, so you want to pray for the people then and uh, make sure we got it all in. Uh, yes. And then we'll, we'll, we'll show the people what you did in Egypt. So Yeah, let's do it. it. Yeah. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for everyone who is watching right now. Yes. Lord. And Lord, we give you all the glory and mm. all the praise. And Lord, we come in agreement and decree and declare mm. that the battle belongs to the Lord and that your arm has not lost its power. Mm. Father, we prophesy right now in the name of Jesus that the prophecies of old shall be fulfilled before our own eyes. I thank you for you are about to execute mm. judgment over all the gods. I thank you, Lord, because you will prove and show yourself mighty. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Israel. We lift up what is happening right now. And Lord, we release the hosts of heaven over every village, over every street, over everyone, God. And Lord, we come into agreement. We bind and stop the beheading right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, that even as they begin to attempt to do so, that your mighty hand will stop them. God, that they will be confused, that they will be blinded right now. I thank you because you are sending hosts of heaven into this messy situation. And Lord, we repent. We repent and we say, Lord, we repent for not using the gifts that you have given to us 
We repent because we've been blaming you, God, and decreeing this, Father, in Jesus' name. We come to you right now and we ask for your forgiveness. Holy Spirit, fill us again afresh in the name of Jesus and enable us to decree and declare your kingdom come over our lives. Father, enable us by the power of the Holy Spirit to use well the gifts that you have given to us. Father, in Jesus' name, we shall occupy until you come. We receive greater authority as your remnant people. And Lord, I thank you because you will be opening governmental doors to many of your people who yes, are believing this promise right now mm. that you will make your way, that you will infiltrate God those areas in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're about to celebrate a great victory in the name of Jesus. I release your joy. And Lord, we lift up everyone who is heartbroken in Israel, everyone who is mourning right now, everyone who is weeping, that the comfort of the Holy Spirit will be with them, that you will even reveal yourself more and more in this land. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Vaughn, so great. Okay, talk about, you, you just got back from Egypt, and so we've got some uh, pictures to show. Yes. You can either call for them or, or should you just cycle them while you're talking or how, what would you uh, like? Yeah, to let's cycle them and I will. So God called us, me and Mina to Egypt. And um, I'm going to begin with this. This was a highlight for us, Steve. The woman that you see right now, they are all widows. They all lost their husbands within the last 12 months. So they have children, no education and no job. They Are they, are they Christians or? Yes. Everyone, okay. They are Christians, but let me tell you the danger that we heard over and over and over, that these are the women that get targeted by the Islamic societies because they approach them and they offer them accommodation and food and they even give them a job. So once these women, if they are not strong in their faith, the first thing that they will do is that they will convert to Islam. So the only condition is that they have to convert. And once they convert, then they then they help them out. So God sent us to them. And this is um, Upper Egypt, four hours um, away from Cairo. And we ministered in a healing and we were able to bless them. We were able to even partner with that society. They're called the Good Samaritan. They actually have about 800 widows. But these widows are the ones who their husbands died fresh. Like it's only been 12 months. The other ones, it's been a couple of years. But what they do as well is they pick not just the widows, their children. And they also help to pay for their tuition fees up until they reach university level. So we were able to minister the healing power of God, the love of God to them. It was humbling, just hugging them, releasing the love and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So we were with them for two days. So let's see the next, next photo. Okay, these people, Steve, they all three conditions, cancer patients, kidney mm. failure, liver failure. They're all believers and obviously, they don't even have the finances for their healing and for their mm. treatment. So we gathered them all together. There was about 70 of them. 
And we began to speak about the healing power of Jesus, which is very new to a lot of them. They do come from traditional churches, so they really don't, they haven't seen miracles before. So this was the day that they were able to see miracles. We released the power of God and both me and Nina prayed for each one of them individually. And again, we ended up blessing them, giving them lunch and just being there for them. So that was Hugging them, Steve, was like hugging the Lord. It was like hugging Jesus. And wow. let me show a photo. This is me praying in a conference, which we did three days um, when we first landed. So you see the, the, the lineup of the people. The camera doesn't show it. But uh, we were praying for people until 2 a.m. in the really? morning. <laughs> and just ministering the love of Jesus for them. So that was um, in a place near Alexandria, Egypt. Um, and that was before we went off to the widows and to the cancer patients. Um, and I think the last one is a beautiful one that we captured of um, Mina praying for a five-year-old boy with a, oh, that's, okay, that's the group. Yes, yeah, so that's part of the group. There was actually a lot more people in different rooms, but that's the little boy, Steve. And he like took my breath away. He's about five years old. He has a huge tumor in the brain. Mm. And his mother is just standing there helpless. And Mina says, lift up your hands to the Lord. And this little boy is just like really, um, the, the, God is just ministering to him. So Mina was able to pray for him. And we were able to partner with them um, to, you know, for, for, for future help. But it was so amazing. There's more photos that I don't have because we then ended up doing another event in Cairo. And again, now it's packed to the rim, praying for people in the car park because, you know, it, it just went into the, the night hours. But it was a healing journey for me, Steve, because I had vowed not to be in this land ever again. But I did not know that God took me out for a season, healed my heart, filled me in the Holy Spirit and brought me back. And most importantly, I ministered to oppressed women. A lot of them, um, their husband is, you know, could be Muslim and they came to Jesus and they do not tell their husbands. So they call them MBs, Muslim believers. So they believe in Jesus as the Messiah, but they could be executed if they, they do. Yeah, they sort of don't have the luxury to admit it out loud because they would be killed for it. So it's like, it's like fleeing Jerusalem. They're always fleeing. And this, yes. their, their way of fleeing is they don't they don't divulge it or they would lose their life. Absolutely. And yeah. not just that, Steve, a lot of these women are uneducated. They have a lot of kids. They have like six kids, five kids. Okay. And you know, if someone's in an abusive marriage yeah. and they look after children, what do they do? What hope do they have? So the only hope is to pray for Jesus behind that black veil. That's That's all they have. And, you know, and I remember she was saying the fact that God sent you to us is the biggest proof that God's alive, that you're encouraged us. So I was so wow. blessed by this trip. We're going to be going again, hopefully next year, to try and do more work and help them. But that's the ministry that we were with. Well, you know, it's very interesting because you think about churches and groups in the, in the U.S., <coughs> excuse me, uh, guest speakers come in and out and come in and out and come in and out. We're so spoiled because people will come from all over the world to come see us in a home group sometimes or whatever it is. And she's saying the fact that you came to talk with us is proof that God is real, basically. I mean, 
that's just like we don't even have a grid for that kind of thing. You showing up and being faithful is like their proof that God loves them and is, is there for them. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing, Steve. I was so blessed. Mina was so blessed. We came back on the plane and we were like, let me tell you, it wasn't easy. And I would say that before the conference took place, the internal police contacted the organi organizer twice. And that because, yes, I was born in Egypt, but I don't have an Egyptian passport. So they were just like, who are these people? What are they trying to do? What, what evangelistic meetings do they have? And then uh, are they preaching Muslims? Will there be Muslims in the meeting? So when we landed, we found out. And I remember texting you saying, you know, Steve, Doreen, please pray for us. And yeah. you, you both have been so faithful. Um, and I remember going there and there was a couple of cars just watching us. And I said, Lord, if you die, if someone, I always say this, if you've died in Christ, you should never fear death because you're dead anyway. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that's what we should be like. But when you see people, Steve, I mean desperate, like desperate. They are under the poverty line. That's how those Islamic societies pick them, to give them a hope by making them Muslims and giving them money. So when we go and we show them the practical love of God, we minister to them, we bless them, they felt God in action. And so I came back on the plane saying, Lord, thank you for choosing me to, to be able to go back to, to this country again and to bless those people, you know, your special people. And you, were, you spoke Arabic the whole time you're doing these, right? You guys you spoke yeah. Arabic. And do you, do you still have your Arabic program that you do, or is that when you did it only in Australia? Yeah, no, that was only in Australia. I know that they're still playing it because when people saw us there, they immediately remembered us. We've been doing it for seven years and they're still doing the replays. But I don't have a studio here in the US. As as you know, you came to my house. So this is just the lounge room. Now, this is the living room. <laughs> yeah. So we just like pack up, eat and then put it up together and, and that's it. But in Australia, we did have a big studio and that's where we did the live from. So they're still replaying all those healing shows, which is great, but I don't have that program anymore. So, yeah. CelebrateFreedomMinistries.org. And, yeah. uh, and then do you have any classes, uh, teachings coming right up? Tell us about anything you want to tell Okay. Us. So, Steve, I just want to tell our love you, lovely viewers this, that we actually have a free upcoming event um, for anyone who signs up to the Inner Healing School. But this is a special event. I didn't have time to play the video today. It's called Encountering the Heavenly Realms. Those people who are hungry to enter heaven and see God and experience what it's like. This is for every single believer. So it's a three-hour event, Steve, where we do teaching. We then lead them through an impartation and we collect testimonies. This is absolutely free if anyone um, registers for the class. Then I'm giving away my book as a free gift to anyone who would like to support us on a monthly basis. Um, and last but not least, I think you would remember this, Steve. I got a message from YouTube, um, basically almost canceling me. I think you remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I got a message, guys, and basically I saying that we don't like your content. And that we are thinking, well, they demonetize the channel. The ministry channel has already been demonetized. And they basically said, if you get on the ministry channel telling viewers that to like, you know, head, letting viewers go to another channel, 
or directing them to another channel, we are going to cancel all of your channels indefinitely. So we started a Rumble channel, guys. So there's a Rumble channel under my Go name. Go their Rumble channel. I, I didn't realize they did that. That's what you, Talk about wickedness. So tell people the rumble.com and then what do they type in? So they can either type in my name, Yvonne Atiyah, on Rumble, and you and I will come up. Just just subscribe to the or the ministry, celebrate freedom ministries. And again, so both channels will have pretty much the same content. But please do that because guys, I don't think I'll be on YouTube for, Not for much me. longer, probably, okay. you know. And I think Steve, you said it to me that but I needed to hear that because I did nothing wrong and I don't know why this happened. So yeah. it's happening. The, the, what you did wrong was you exalted the name of Jesus Christ. That's and that's wrong. I mean, we live in a country that that used to be not anything that would ever happen to somebody. They would, people wouldn't have liked what you did, but they would never have canceled you. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, they, they lost, they have lost millions of dollars themselves yes. by canceling us. Yes. Um, because they were giving us, this is now we've been out for a couple of years now, yeah. but we were giving us a year and a half, whatever it's been, but they were, they were, we were receiving like $600,000 a year because our list was so big on, on YouTube. And if we were making 600, so were they, and they would much rather not make that 600,000 a year than have us talking about Jesus Christ. And of course, we then mentioned Donald Trump. But even if we'd never said Trump, they would have done it because they're, you're, you're not out there talking about Trump. You're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, they've just demonetized a doctor who is only giving health advice, like eating natural foods. They just demonetized him. So there's definitely a demonic agenda going on. So yeah. just to be prepared, we started the Rumble channel. Um, and last but not least is that we have weekly discipleship class. This is absolutely free. Anyone can join. And we go for an hour of teaching with me and Mina to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It's been our joy and pleasure. So just register for that on the website. And I think that pretty much covers what we've got happening, Steve. <laughs> good, good. Well, thank you so much, Yvonne. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, people listening closely will, will not have a hard time figuring out that you and your husband, Mina, are very dear friends of ours. So you're not just a, a ministry partner, but you're dear friends. Uh, and they are both simultaneously. You came with us to Israel. Yes. And probably be with us the next time you come to Israel if you want yeah. to. So, Love to. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. A uh, quick reminder that Kat Kerr will be with us tomorrow. So do not miss that. And it's going to continue to get better and better. So don't miss these. Uh, programs these days it's really important stuff all right everybody have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye this has been elijah streams thanks for listening for more episodes like this you can listen to the elijah streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on apple google and spotify join us live every weekday at 11 a.m pacific time at elijahstreams.com on rumble and facebook Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.